Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. fiery horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. his faithful Indian companion, Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. On, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. Are you Silver? Ezra Jones, the trader, known among the Sioux tribes as Iapi, or Talker, because of his flair for the kind of oratory they admired, was almost ready to leave the town of Bootstrap on one of his periodic rounds of the Indian camps. His wagon, loaded with guns, blankets, beads, tobacco, and firewater, stood in front of Seth Lane's store. He was at the counter making payment for the goods in gold coin. The trader was a cadaverous man who wore greasy buckskins and an equally greasy beard. On his shoulder perched a tame crow. As its master paid over a final coin, the bird fluttered down beside the pile of shining gold pieces, croaking. Ah, there you be, Seth, you old skin Thank you, Yuppie. But tell me, are you taking that hornery crow along to the Indian village? I sure am. Aim to get rich with him. <laughs> rich? <laughs> You'd be lucky to get back alive, much less deal off your goods at a profit. 
That Indians haven't got much left to trade these days, and they're acting mighty hostages. I know my Indians. I'm not scared of them. Why don't you learn that they're foul to talk? He can say all I want him to say right now. Uh, he's been riding around on you ever since you've been back in town. Never heard him do anything but call like any other crew. He talks soon. What? Oh, now, don't josh me up. Here. It's the truth. For six months, I've been working on him, letting him see his feet, but holding off till he imitated what I was saying. Uh, now he'll say five or six things in the Dakota language. What he says depends on how I hold my hand. Well, I don't know the Sioux lingo, so if he just talked plain crow, I wouldn't know the difference. Hey, look at that black cuss. He got a $5 gold piece in his beak. He's flying off with it. Oh, aye, Come back here. Yeah, he flew out the door. I'll wring his neck. Oh, you won't. Here, here's another $5. Well, it's your money, your bird. But I sure wouldn't have no thieving rascal like him around. <clears throat> will he come back? Of course he will. He just took that coin because it was was bright. Yeah. He's always carrying off cartridges, beads, and things. Uh, what's he do with them? He hides them somewhere. I never bothered to look for his hiding place. <laughs> I'm blamed if you two don't make a good pair. Birds of a feather, eh? Yeah. Well, I reckon I'll wait for him out on the way. Well, now, don't forget, I'm here to buy anything you bring back. <laughs> if you get back... Look for me come August. So long... Outside the teepee of Big Crow, war chief of the Sante Sioux, the tribal leaders were gathered around a council fire. At the chief's left side squatted Iappy Jones with his crow on his shoulder. The ceremonial pipe had passed around the circle, and as the trader handed it back to his host, the bird cocked its head. Great chief, Big Crow, I have told you that this bird is your brother and brings a message to you from Wakan Tarka. Your father and the son. <laughs> this bird speaks the tongue of the Dakotas. He mighty medicine bird. Hey, Chief. Your brother Crow says you have failed your people. The white men have stolen the land of the Dakotas. It is so. We should fight, but our guns are few. He says, he says, listen to me, Iapi. Let our white brother speak. Great chief, the medicine bird has told me how you can get many good rifles. Oh. Stagecoaches carry gold dust and money in boxes and bags. The bird says that you must take those boxes and bags. You must take the paper money, gold and bright stones which the white travelers carry or wear. All this you must give to me. Then I will buy a gun for each of your warriors. My brothers, brothers of the crow. Let us touch the sacred bird and do its bidding. Some weeks later, the Lone Ranger and Tonto were camped along the stage route leading to Bootstrap. It was night and the two squatted beside a small fire. As a coffee pot simmered on the coals, the masked man reread a letter from a high official in Washington, which had brought him and his Indian friend to that lonely and forbidding spot. Toto was asking, 
Who fellow we wait for, Kimasami? An investigator for the Bureau of Indian Affairs, Tonto. If nothing unforeseen is developed, he'll be on the stage that's due to pass through here tomorrow on the way to Bootstrap. Oh. And where meet him? We'll follow the stage to town and contact him there. Plenty stages been attacked by Indians nearby. My friend in Washington says that's why the investigator is being sent here. The government considers the attacks most unusual and is deeply concerned. Well, me not savvy that. Indians kill people on stage ever since it start running. Yes, I know. But they're now carrying away the mail bags and express boxes and stripping the victims of money and jewelry. That's something new. Ah, most Indian way to touch things that have white man's writing or printings. I'd like to know what conquered their superstitious fears so suddenly. Or maybe they'll feel silver warnings. Somebody round. That shot came from the bushes on our right. We'll wait for another and fire at the gun flash. The Indians. Fire, Toto. Them fellas running away. We hit one in leg. We see how badly he's hurt. Come on. Young fellow. No scars on back to show him go through Sundance torture that make man a Sioux. Try to get him to talk while we take care of his wound. Kuba, uh, sing la moi to. Meta lacuna soli. Miego tula. Him long lance from Big Crow village. Him other young braves try steal our horses. Hey, Konal Hoseta. Mikula. Kinola. Him tell us, cause him plenty mad at white feller with talk and crow. Him say white feller lie and tell him crow keep him from getting shot. Find out more about that white man, and ask where the chief and older warriors are. And laba, aside, ma ko sami do me te kola go. Long lance, not no more, or him not tell. Now what we do with him? Leave him. His friends will come back when we go. I want them to know, too, that the white medicine man lied. We trail young bucks to Big Crow's camp? Big Crow and the older braves aren't there. With the chief and proven braves around, the Sioux under the age of the Sundance torture doesn't get a chance to go on a horse-stealing adventure. They watch their young daredevils too closely. Ah, Big Crow and old fighting men must be on raid themselves. Yes, and they may attack the stage before it gets here. Come on. In the gray light of early morning, the stage to bootstrap jolted over a stretch of rock-strewn trail in the Badlands. Guarded by five cavalrymen and a sergeant under the command of Lieutenant Ned Coulter, the big Concorde carried but two paying passengers... One, a sharp-eyed man who professed to be studying Indian life, and the other, a girl in the fashionable traveling garb of the East. A third occupant of the inside seats was Lieutenant Coulter, whose interest in the girl was such that he had turned his horse over to the sergeant to lead. Ned, do you think there's any danger of an Indian pack? No, Sarah. The sight of uniforms should be enough to dissuade the suit from attack. Is the army escorting all stages now? Mr. Leighton, our command is too small for that. This is a special detail. How is that? Sarah's father is a big outfit in Bootstrap. 
He persuaded the colonel to give her our protection after learning that she was returning from the east. Dad's a dear, but he shouldn't have done that. I want to meet your father, Miss Lane. No doubt he can tell me a lot about the Indians and Indian traders. Of course he can. I suppose he supplies guns and fire water to the traders? I really don't know. I've been in school in the east so long. See here, Are you implying that Sarah's father is selling contraband? Not at all. He has a perfect right to sell such things to traders. It's a serious offense for the traders to pass them along to the Indians. In the hands of an Indian, a Winchester and a jug add up to murder. We haven't men enough to stop contraband runners. I understand that, Lieutenant. They can only be stopped by the refusal of the outfitters to supply them. What outfitter will put himself out of a profitable and legitimate business? I'm going to talk to Dad about that. I'm sure that... Indians! We've been ambushed. They're all around us. Look after sir. I've got to get out to my men. Pull open the door. Smash the glass so we can shoot. Close in, men! Close in! Get your head back, Lieutenant. I've got to see Pass the man! Look! There's an Indian right outside. He's got a bow. Don't get him. Oh! oh. That arrow... Pull it out of my shoulder. It's hit. The door's unhooked. It's falling out. I can't hold him. Oh, he's gone. They've got the driver and guard, too. Major, stop him. Well, this is the end. Shoot me, Mr. Layton. Don't let them take me alive. Ready, Miss Layton. Oh, 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 I'm shot. You too. Oh, heaven. Wait, squaw. He got you. You're red Meanwhile, the wounded lieutenant, rolling clear of the wheels and hoofs when he fell from the stage, had been picked up by the sergeant. The cavalrymen had emptied their revolvers and carbines, and as the stage slowed to a stop, they forged ahead, cutting their way with sabers. Close in, men! Follow me! We're getting through! With a way of escape open before them, one of the troopers looked back and shouted, They're looting the stage, Sarge! They've captured the girl! Pull up, sergeant! Halt the men! I can't obey that order, sir! Sarah, Miss Lane, we've got to rescue her! Face back, I say. It'll be suicide for us. She won't be killed. We've got to report to the post. Then the command can rescue her. You're disobeying orders. I'll have you court-martialed. I'll take that chance, sir. Sir, there's dust on the trail ahead. More Indians. Detachment, fall! Get it out what do we do, Sarge? Make the horses lie down. We try to stand them off. I only see two. Just one's an engine. The other is a masked white man. Hold your fire, friend. Hold your fire. We heard the shooting. What happened? Engines attacked the stage. It's back there behind the rise. Um, we hear them give victory yells. They're still back there. Let's get going. Not so fast. Who are you to give orders? What does that mask mean? Never mind that. What happened to the people on the stage? Dead. All but a girl. My men wouldn't go back to save her, and I'm wounded. We'll go after her. Come on, Toto. Uh, and we'll go, too. Steady, boy. Follow the men. At the gallop. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Come on. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
to continue our story. Incited by a crooked trader with a talking crow, Indians had attacked a stage, capturing Sarah Lane and killing a government agent before he could meet the Lone Ranger. As the savages celebrated on the scene of their victory, the masked man and Tonto, followed by soldiers who had survived the massacre, charged over a nearby hill. Come on, Silver! Get him up, scout! We've got the Indians off guard! Them see us now! We better shoot! Watch out for the girl! One of them has her! All runway now! They've only got bows, arrows, and buffalo guns! We'll hit them from the right and rear as they run! We get close to Indian with girl! I'm trying a shot! Him hit! Him drop her! The soldiers are right behind us! Keep Indians running! I'll get the girl! Take it easy, miss. I'm a friend. The Indians. The soldiers are chasing them. You're safe now. You're, you're wearing a mask. One of the soldiers has turned back. He's coming here. Oh, it's Ned. Oh, 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 boy. Easy. Sarah, are you all right? Ned, I, I thought you were dead. You are wounded. Oh, no, no, it's not serious. Ned, this masked man... He is... led the attack after I reported the stage holder. Did either of you know the other passengers on the stagecoach? There was just one, a Mr. Layton. Layton? Is he a friend of yours? I was to meet him. I must get to that stagecoach at once. I'll take you on my horse. Up you go. Very well. Come along, Lieutenant. Easy, big fellow. All right, easy, boy. One, two, three. Come on, A trooper was on guard at the stagecoach. The government man lay dead on the ground. Tonto arrived while the masked man was examining the body. Soldier scattered Indians. Oh, that's good, Tonto. But look here. Leighton is dead. Oh. His pockets have been emptied and his badge torn off his vest. Anything I can do? Sergeant, can you get through to bootstrap with Miss Sarah and the casualties? Why, sure. The coach horses are dead, but a couple of the army horses are broken to the pull. Good. You leaving us? Yes, easy, steady, so easy. Come on, Tom. Several nights later, the Indian leaders met with Iapi Jones, who had remained in the village during the raids. The loot of the stagecoach robberies was piled on a blanket before the chief. Lying on a hilltop above the Indian camp, the Lone Ranger and Tonto watched the glimmering council fire. They were unable to get close enough to see or hear what took place, but as the traitor left the village, the sound of his wagon reached their ears. No stool got wagon with Kimasami. That must be a traitor. Perhaps the man with the talking crow. He mixed in Indian raid. We capture him? We'll find out where he goes first. We have no evidence against him now. He may lead us to something incriminating. Wagon head for bootstrap. If that's the case, we can trail him and take word to the soldiers at the same time. It'd take plenty soldiers to round up soon. Come on, back to the horses. Uh-huh. In the meantime, the stage had reached bootstrap with the victims of the attack. The wounded lieutenant was lodged in the living quarters at the rear of Seth Lane's store, where Sarah nursed him through the crisis. As his fever broke and he fell into a deep sleep, she ventured to leave him for a talk with her father. She found the storekeeper at the counter. Dad, you know, I can't help thinking about that poor Mr. Layton and something he said just before the Indians attacked us. What was it, Sarah? It was about stores like this that supply Indian traders with contraband. Nothing here is contraband when I sell it. I can't choose my customers, and I can't help what they do with the things they get from me. Dad, you know a lot of your goods reaches the Indians. Why, maybe the guns they used against the stage came from those racks over there. 
Yes, I guess you're right. And I haven't been easy in my mind about it. Well, them varmints might have killed you. Don't just think of me, Dad. Why have you sold things to the traders that the Indians aren't supposed to well, have? Every other outfitter does, and then it's taken a powerful lot of money to keep you back east where it's safe and you've got your school learning. Dad, I, I didn't know. Oh, there now, Sarah, it's all right. I won't sell no more such stuff to the traders. I'll close up first. Well, Seth, I got back. Well, Yuppie Jones. And you still got your crow, huh? Yeah. I sold out lock, stock, and barrel to the Brule Sioux up north. Now I got something to offer you. Furs or hides? Nope. It's a bag of jewelry. I'll empty it on the county here. Jewelry? Where did the Indians get it? Well, miss, I reckon you're Seth's daughter. So I'll tell you... Between us and the gatepost, the Brules likely stole it from the Dutchman up in Minnesota. That was way back in 62 when they burnt New Ulm, so who knows who cares about it now? Uh, watches, rings, stick pins. What's this? Looks like a badge. It is a badge. Give it here. Huh? I thought it was a brooch. It is a brooch. Let me look at it again. Oh, my, my, my crow's got it. He's carrying it off. Uh, it looked to me like you gave it to him. Gave it to him? Huh. Well, and you want the other stuff? You said you'd buy anything I brought back. I changed my mind. I don't want these things. Gather them up. All right, Seth. I'll pay cash for all the guns you got. I'm through doing this kind of business with traders. That jewelry and stuff might have been stolen. Good for you, Dad. Are you crazy? I promised guns to the Brules. If I don't get them, they'll kill me. You've got to let me have them. Not for all the gold in the West. Why, you're killing me, Seth. That's what you are. You're killing me. Although the crow had flown away to hide the dead investigator's badge, something else rode Iapi Jones' shoulders as he hurried out of the store and headed for his cabin. It was fear. Fear black as Owyhee's plumes, sharp as Owyhee's beak. Near the corral where visiting Indians often camped, he saw three Santa Sioux beside a fire, a blanket spread out within easy reach. A backward glance told him that another grim and silent warrior dogged his footsteps. Then he knew. The moment he attempted flight, a smoke signal would go up, and other vengeful Indians lurking in the surrounding hills would cut him off. With thousands of dollars at his disposal, he was a doomed prisoner. He burst into his cabin and slammed the door. Removing a piece of chinking, he thrust the bag of jewelry into a hollow log in the wall where he had hidden the rest of the plunder. As he put the chinking back into place, the crow fluttered through a broken window with a mocking croak. The fear-maddened traitor leaped at the bird, snarling. You infernal critter, you're to blame for this. Come back here. Oh, my shin, that chair. Oh, are you, you fiend? I'll shoot you for that. Now he's gone out the window, but he won't get far. As the trader pursued the crow, Sarah Lane and her father discussed the jewelry he had exhibited. The girl was saying, Dad, yeah. did you notice the design on that badge? Well, it had an eagle on it, something like a gold piece. The letters U.S. Yes, that means... It was means... taken from Leighton's body. Uh, he was a government agent. It's the masked man who saved me. Oh. I happened to overhear part of your conversation about Iapi Jones as I came in. Is he the traitor with the talking crow? That's him, mister. My Indian friend and I trailed him from Big Crow's camp. Oh, uh, where is that badge you said he had? Uh, it's gone forever. The crow carried it off. You know, I think Jones let him have it when Sarah and me got curious. Uh, that was a vital piece of evidence against him. 
But perhaps Tana will find something else. He's waiting for a chance to search the traitor's cabin. Uh, here comes your Indian friend now. Well, Tonto. Akimasabi, traitor scared crazy. Him try to kill Crow, chase it outdoors, and leave door open. Me search place, plenty good. Not find anything. But me see Santa Sue in town. Then you better ride to the army post and notify the colonel. Well, that won't be necessary. The sergeant has been to the post and back. The whole regiment will be here soon. Hey, there's Ed Ornery Crow again. Flew right in on the counter. And he has an eye on my silver bullets. Where's that consarn crow? He coming here? Stop that gun, Jones. What? The masked man. There, there, there. I dropped it. I only had it out to shoot that bird. Jones, we know you stirred up the Indians and got the loot from their raids. Where is it? Well, if you know so much, find it. There's a lawyer in this town, and I'm going to see him about you accusing Stand me. Stand still. Hello. Mm, what we do? Go outside and watch. I have a plan. Uh, now you're going to prove anything against the varmint mash man. You'll see. Look, he's giving the crow a silver but, bullet. Why? Don't take it. But there he goes with it. Out the door and away. A short time later, Sarah Lane, who had been watching at the door, came running toward the group in the store. Toto's coming back. He's got the crow and an old saddlebag. Everything worked out plenty good. Uh, what happened? Well, me follow crow easy. There are no trees here, only few buildings. Him put billet, bullet inside that old saddlebag that hang on corral fence. Me catch him. Now we see what inside saddlebag. The treasure trove of the crow. Bright stones, pieces of glass, a gold piece... A gold toothpick. There. There is the badge of the murdered government man. You black demon, you've hung me. Listen. I heard a bugle. Oh, Ned, you shouldn't be up. I knew it, Sarah. The regiment is here. Colonel Camel, I'm glad to see you. Well, mister, how are you? And you, Lieutenant Calder? Sir, I'll be back on duty quicker if you provide quarters for another married officer. Ned. Who is this man that you're holding prisoner, sir? Yoppy Jones, who incited the Indian attacks and profited by them. I think you'll find the stagecoach loot in his cabin if you tear it apart piece by piece. I'll take charge of him. If the plunder's there, we'll find it. Miss Lane and her father will give you the evidence against him. What about the Indians? We dispersed some of Big Crow's scouts who seem to be watching the town. But I want to find their camp. I can tell you where they were. But by this time, they've probably fled deep into the Badlands. Anyhow, they know Jones tricked them with his talking crow and won't make trouble again for a while. Let me ring that crow's neck. No, no, don't touch him. He's no more responsible for what he did than the Indians are. We can't let the red men go back to their old wildlife. But we can let this bird go free. Ah. We take him where other crows are. Come on, Toto. That's a hill. Oh, oh. Colonel, you seem to know the masked man. Who is he? Well, we met during another Indian outbreak. He's the Lone Ranger. Thank you.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created and produced by George W. Trendle, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. (laughs) 